Hello and welcome to Delusions of Grandeur. I'm Lady Naomi and I'm here with Chrissy Marie. Hey, Chrissy Marie, how you doing? I'm amazing. How about you? I'm fabulous, thank you. Uh, always Just fabulous. fabulous. <laughs> so we'd be up to, ooh, episode 29. 29. Yeah, and if you haven't heard the previous 28, You've missed out. Get out. Get out there. Listen to our back catalogue because it's fabulous. Oh, it is. Number three was my favourite. <laughs> the one where I stabbed myself in the guts with the <laughs> knife. But yeah, anyway, so so what's 29 all about? So 29 is all about relationships slash dating, um, share some funny stories and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably a bit like uh, Prince Andrew there. I don't want to say much at all. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm remaining silent on that. Although I will give you my one piece of dating advice. Mm. Uh, and this as a 61-year-old, we're nearly 62. Yeah. Uh, I have to say a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. I love that. It is. It is my motto for life yeah there is actually a tattoo which is a goldfish riding a bike yeah and I, i've wanted to get that because of your beautiful quote oh <laughs> do it <laughs> do it get tattooed with yeah a fish we can a get bicycle. matching biked fish tattoos that'd be great i don't know that i want to be tattooed but that's a whole other story okay well i'll keep working on you then yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any amazing like dating stories that you'd like to share do none you... that i'd like to discuss publicly <laughs> no <laughs> I will say there's a beautiful song by Guyane, came out in the late 80s, 1989, called Black Wedding Ring. Okay. About uh, a secret relationship. Okay. And that's probably all I'm wanting to say on the subject of relationships. So you go. Okay, then. You go, Hugo. (laughs) You've you've had – this is going to sound very wrong, so I'll preface this with – I'll start that again. Because I I just don't want to – sound wrong um there's really no right way of saying this um you've been married a couple of times (laughs) let's talk about relationships let's talk about your first relationship did you marry him no okay your second one did you marry him nope third one yeah oh yeah, yeah, I was. You didn't do much trying before you bored. <laughs> no, I did not, and and it was kind of um, it was in a workplace. So I'd met my then husband through where I was working. He was working there, and then um, he was made redundant, and that's when our relationship sort of started. Um, but yeah, I, I was. Oh, so you picked a winner. He was made redundant. <laughs> And that's where your relationship started. There was a restructure. It was a long story. But okay. Yeah. okay. Um, He's actually a lovely bloke. But anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I was, yeah, I was 18 um, and they were in their late 20s. So it was... Um, oh, that's a big gap. It was. It, it was a big gap. It freaked my parents out like nobody's business, which I loved. As an angsty teenager, I was just like, oh yeah, let's freak them out. Oh, they would have been real happy when you said you're pregnant. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was, I was super, like, I was super worried about that. And then the response that I got from my mum was like, oh, well, you don't have cancer. Like... It was not the response I expected to have from my parents, my, my strict Catholic parents. But at that stage, you were already you were already um, looking at marriage and, you know, there was a ring, wasn't it? Yeah. It was on lay-by. Like, yeah, 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 so, yeah, so everything was kind of on track. It wasn't like just that we'd randomly hooked up and, and then all of a sudden I was with child. Like, no. it, you know, the, the relationship had progressed. But then what I found is is that marriage kind of ran its course and, and you know, I'd – 
gone through a lot of changes, both in becoming a mum for the first time and then the second time and figuring out who I was through my 20s. Um, and so, yeah, it was when I was in my late 20s that that, that marriage sort of broke down and ended up getting divorced. And, 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 well, that's an interesting time because you will have changed markedly from your late teens yeah. to your late 20s, whereas he probably didn't change greatly from his late 20s to his late 30s. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the person you married was the same person, but the person he married was a different person. That's it. And and I'd studied in that period as well and, and had, had some really amazing experiences in terms of self-discovery and thinking about the world and my place in the world and identity and, and all of that kind of thing. So there had been some really rapid um, sort of changes occurring that time. Um, but what I had kind of, like what I, I ended up walking into in terms of you suddenly single, you know, as a, a woman in my late 20s who had two kids. Um, two beautiful kids, two beautiful, well-behaved children. <laughs> they they were and are beautiful kids. Um, but it was trying to navigate a dating thing at that point in time was just very difficult and very weird, um, especially trying to juggle like child rearing responsibilities and, and shared care arrangements and that kind of thing around meeting other people. Um, and, and there was uh, internet dating, wasn't it? It was You didn't just go to a pub and try and hook up with some random bloke no. who was going to be number two. <laughs> oh God, no. You were you – used, you used what resources were out there. That's it. And, and even though Dr. Phil had spoken about a target-rich environment, you know, being the like – The supermarket. The supermarket or the hardware store or those kind of things. Uh-huh. Um, I, the appeal of something like internet dating was my ability to put my criteria in and things to be able to say, I've got kids, but I don't actually want to have any more kids. And it's okay if you've got kids, but I just don't want to have any more kids. So for me, that was a really important distinction to be able to make. But also, <laughs> it was, um, at, at one point, I found myself lined up for a bar. And I think I've told this story previously where the person in front of me had a, um, a tattoo on the back of their neck and it was the year of birth. <laughs> and I was like, that should just be mandated when you go out. <laughs> In pubs, it's like, you know what? No, you're you're the wrong vintage for me. So I'll go looking for someone with a different date of birth on the back of their neck. So I thought that was very efficient as well. <laughs> well, maybe we should just get like microchips and then you can scan them with your phone. Just a QR code. That, yeah. that would do me. Like yeah. if, you know. Well, a QR code can hold a lot of information, you know, that they're single or they're married or they want children or they don't want children or they, you know, I'm already hooked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and my dating adventures at a point, I was actually going to write a book about all of my online dating adventures because I I genuinely like hearing people's stories but that has led me on some very interesting journeys in terms of first dates and, and that kind of thing because I've, I've been very open to, to and, and I never wanted to judge people superficially and go, oh, you don't look like the type of person who I would want to date. I would say, yes, you know, you seem like an interesting kind of human. So let's go and share a meal and you can tell me your story. I, I'm I'm really fascinated by people's stories and how what their life's journey's been and, and that kind of thing. I find that. And so you were meeting people through uh, RSVP. Is yeah, that right? I think at the time, like it's, this is over 10 years ago now. So this was pre-Tinder? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I think the, the front runners at the time were like Match.com and RSVP. They were probably the, the two big ones. Plenty of Fish was a freebie, so the, the standard was significantly less. I think Plenty of Fish wasn't there for relationships other than 
those that lasted less than 24 hours. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. Wasn't that it? And, and I think the reason why I liked RSVP and even Match.com is there was kind of that financial investment. So if you wanted to send a message to somebody – it cost you. So you couldn't like plenty of fish. I just found that people were just casting a wide net. Like they would literally message thousands of Uh people. How about it? Whereas something like RSVP, you, you actually had to pay. There was, I think it was like a ticket or something. I can't remember the specifics of it, but you, you had to buy a thing so that you could communicate with somebody. Um, And so, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed that, that process. So um, how, how many how many hot dates did you have through RSVP, do you think? Oh, over the space of, we're, we're talking probably like three years, maybe 30, 40, like dates. Okay. Like, yeah. Or like dinners or... But you talk first and then go yes or no. Oh, yeah. And like I definitely didn't do anything further with a, a majority of, of those human beings. Um, but it was just... Nice to go and have a meal or, you know, yeah, listen to, to where they're at in life and what they do with themselves. And There, and there are two that stick out in my mind that I'd really love to talk to you about. <laughs> and I reckon you know who they are. I definitely know who one is. The other one's got me a bit worried. Okay, which one do you think I want to talk about? <laughs> the Englishman. Yeah, yeah. Best described as... Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. ka-chunk. Um, so you, well... You hooked up with an Englishman. He came to Australia to meet you. Is that is that a fair call? Yeah, I, I don't like hooked up's probably not the right well, term. Well, no, for sorry. It, but you you met you you interacted with an Englishman who then came to Australia to meet you. Yes. And he hired a camper. This is true. Yeah. Yes. So had... And he <laughs> lied. <laughs> he lied through omission. Okay. So hot tip for anyone listening out there. If you ask a man in his 40s how come he's not been married before and he tells you it's a long story, <laughs> just ask more questions, baby girl. Like yeah. just, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. dig a little bit deeper. Um, yeah, there's some bullshit going on there. <laughs> so the story, so in all completeness, so this, this person came, we were um, sharing a meal and, and having a glass of wine and and the question came up again. So it was like, okay, so... You know, how, how does it come to be that you are a man in your 40s who's traveling the world, you know, very successful business person, this is amazing, and you've never been married? And so his response was, and, and ever so casually, was like, well, you know, I was married in, in my early 20s. Um, but what had happened was that this girl who I married, she'd been having an affair with the captain of the local rugby union team. And so... Um, I, I saw them walking down the street. And, and when I say I, I'm the Englishman. So I saw them walking down the street, arm in arm. I'm driving my car. So I mount the gutter and run them both over. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and just that's like... that's why he became known as <laughs> chunk chunk What the uh, fuck? And, um, and then I was like, well, hang on a minute. Like, you know, if he's a dangerous criminal, he shouldn't be allowed in our country. But, you know, hey, our, our country was built on dangerous criminals <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Transported. So, um, yeah, and and so it, it turns out that he then ran over them and then um reversed again and then got out and kicked the person and then and everyone survived. Yes, so yes. Like, no one died, but they were injured. They, they were, were injured. They were injured. It, it injured. It, it um ended the career of the sports person. Yeah. And so then, this person being a bit of a wheeler dealer, um, he said to the the victim. Um, well, if you go and press charges, I'm going to blow the lid on your seedy underbelly of your rugby union club and how my 
innocent young bride was um, seduced by the glitz mm. and glamour and, and everything that goes on in your club. So he got away with it, basically. He did. He did. He did. And um, then turns up here looking for love with you. Yeah, which, um, again, interesting. Like, li- live and learn. Um, lots of really good good learnings from that one. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that then led to a bit of a standard question, you know, like, so... Have you ever been in prison? Have you ever committed a crime? Um, and then there was another guy who'd actually he spent two weeks in prison in Japan because he'd stolen a, a policeman's bike. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he, he was a lovely guy but got drunk and made some really poor life choices. But again, like I... That's not unusual though. No, no. But yeah, I, I just, I, I seem to be having a type where it's, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Either they do illegal stuff or not. So who's who's the second one? The one who had two children. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going there. No. I'm, I just can't. No. Still. Uh, and then you met uh, your current husband. Well, I, I am actually going to take us back to, oh, sorry. to that one. So um, so after the, the Englishman and, and, you know, the, the Japanese bicycle thief and, and that kind of thing. <laughs> And they all have these beautiful little um, identities and, and pseudonyms that we give to them. Um, so, yeah, I I did actually meet somebody else on online um, and they were geographically quite a distance away, which, um, again, it was very exciting and very romantic and that was amazing. Um, and then I relocated to be closer to that person um, and, yeah, that – you really see a person's true colours when it's 24-7 kind of thing. So, yeah. And again, lots of learnings. And, and I think that's been probably the the best thing about kissing so many toads and making so many really ridiculous mistakes when it comes <laughs> to love <laughs> um, is that I've, I've gone from being quite a naive little girl into – and I think that's why I'm so cynical about so many things is my bullshit radar is just like – um, because I've heard it all and seen it all and been told it all. And, and even um, a couple of weeks back when we did, did our episode about coercive control, mm. um, I look at all of those behaviours of, of different people over time and go, yeah, there's that and that and that. And um, I think it, it's from that place of clarity now. And, and even when I met my now husband, I I had to go through that journey of really meeting and hanging out with and and completely having my heart and my wallet trampled <laughs> yes. to learn some really important life lessons. Um, and I think that's that's why I, I really don't mind sharing my stories in terms of dating and, and the things that have gone terribly wrong and, and that kind of thing because um, I use it as that cautionary tale to kind of go like, fall in love, follow your heart, but definitely take your head with you when you are doing stuff like moving in with people and, and that kind of thing. There's a, there's a term for it, sexually transmitted debt. Yes. You know, yep. where you, you know, end up with a, a car loan for a car that you don't want yep. because, you know, it had to happen because of the amount of children mm. and then bang, it's over and you're lumbered with debt. Yep, yeah. At or, a time when you don't want to be lumbered with debt. Uh, that That's exactly right. And, and yeah. so, yeah. But again, live and learn and, and – over time, it took me a really long time to get there where I, I looked at those financial losses as it was an investment. It was an investment in learning. It was an investment in never making that same mistake mm. ever again. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think that's 
if you can be that little bit smarter and wiser and switched on going into your next relationship, mm. then that's only ever a good thing. Um, and when you when you did meet the, the now husband. I thought you were going to say the next one. <laughs> the, no, the now husband. I, I can date that as about. 2012 it was right on on thyroid cancer it was yeah and, and and it was difficult for me because i had invested in meeting some of the others <laughs> and i didn't invest in meeting the current husband mm. because i at the time i was ill yeah, well, yeah. and i regret that because oh no, he's, he's I not very peopley <laughs> he's he's he is he is a really special person but I feel that I missed out on those early days where you were forming the relationship with him yeah because I was uh you were busy I was really not ready to go through it with another one Jesus you make it sound pretty rough (laughs) and what I know and but I was busy I was yeah I was hectic yeah um and yeah but he's turned out to be the winner, yeah, hasn't he? Yep, absolutely. And and tell the story about the run because oh, I think that's that's really, you know, this is cute as shit. Seriously, yeah. I love shit. this story. I love this story. So, when I originally met my my now husband, I I kind of friend zoned him. Um, and it's a classic. <laughs> um, I was living in the the central coast suburb of Terrigal, which is very fancy and very amazing. And oh, I'd moved from Copa. I, I, that's right. And I felt like I was just on top of the world living at Terrigal. And I met um, my my now husband on um, our RSVP, and he was living at Wyong, and I was kind of like, oh, Wyong, jeez. <laughs> um, and then when I got to know him, uh, I'm like. <laughs> He actually was born and bred in Toronto, and I, I've articulated that. But for the locals, it's Toronto. Toronto, and uh, and so I was like super judgy, going, "He's from Toronto," and he's super judgy back at me, going, "Oh, you're from Curry," because <laughs> <laughs> our football teams are like mortal enemies. Like yeah. we're, we're seriously, and there's this beautiful mountain that sits in between, sort of the two with Mount Sugarloaf, and so uh, it's a constant sort of little thing we have about the right side of Sugarloaf. But anyway, I digress. And so I was a bit judgy and, and you know, it's, he was nice, but he was uh, he was slow on the response. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was very much like, okay, I send you an email and then within, you know, six to 12 hours, I get a response. That's cool. He was playing a cool man. Days would pass and he would not respond. And I'm like... Who's the guy I think he is? Anyway, the, he ends up going on a variety club bash with his dad because that was something that they always did together. So, finds himself in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, freezing cold. And so, he thought, I'm a bit lonely. I'm, it's a bit quiet. I might give you a call. So, he was calling me almost every night while he was away on this bash. Aww. And I was like, oh, this guy's a bit keen. Like, after being all hot and cold, like, get your shit together, mate. Anyway, we were both into to running and fitness and that at, at this point in time. So Thankfully that changed. I, we've well and truly gotten over that, don't worry. Um, and so I had signed up to do the Bay to Bay, which is a, a local run. They call it a fun run, but... There's no fun in running. <laughs> no fun in running. And so he decided or agreed to accompany me to this, this fun run. And so um, we started off and... And we're sort of running along the way. And, and to go back a little bit, the, a, a previous person who I, I had dated, we'd done a fun run together as well. And uh, it got to a point where I had to stop 
jogging and, and had to walk. And they were like, all right, see you at the end then. <laughs> So they just fucked off and um and continued their their running and I didn't didn't see them until the end. So I I'd prepared myself to go, you know what, as soon as I start walking, this this new guy is just gonna okay, catch at the finish line, no worries. But he didn't do that. He said, um, no, we're like, okay, we'll we'll walk now. And then when we get to see the telegraph pole up there, we'll, we'll start running again then. Um and then even when we're jogging, he's like, okay, we're gonna keep jogging to this point here. And it was the the kindest, most encouraging kind of person that I, I think I'd ever met. And I was just amazed and blown away and going, I, I want this person on my team. I want this person doing life with me, encouraging me to push that little bit further when I'm getting tired or, but also knowing it's okay to walk sometimes. Mm. Like I was mm. just like, and I think it's just the symbolism of all of these things that it represented that he was, he was doing this. Um, and so we, we did that one and then we also did the city to surf that year and, and that kind of thing. So it was cute as shit. Um, but yeah, I think that was my, my turning point or that sense of, I'm not a, kid anymore and those superficial things that maybe had attracted me in a partner previously that doesn't matter and it doesn't count it's like it's that you want someone to do life with and you want someone who's going to be there when it gets shitty and not take off or not give you the silent treatment or that kind of thing and and so yeah it that was sort of the turning point in our <laughs> in mm. our, our friendship um but yeah and, and look at this guy we've we've been together now 10 years um married just over seven and yeah, there, there really isn't anyone else who, who I would want to be going through all the challenges that we've been through. I wouldn't want to be stuck at home, isolated with anyone else. Um, but yeah, so oh, I... It's fair to say, he's an amazing dude. He is, yeah. He really is. He is. And it's the thing I like is that we're very different in some respects. like <laughs> And very similar in others. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think it's it's a real testament to to his upbringing and, and that kind of thing as well. What what a good human being he is. He's a good mm. egg. Mm. Yeah. So then you dropped off RSVP? I did, yeah. And I, I used to always have a rule where um, if there was anyone who I was just sort of casually chatting to, when I was meeting, like when I'd met another person and, and had decided, look, you know, I might want to go on a second date with that person, I would just send a message to all of the, you know, I say like there's hundreds. There's, there wasn't. There was like a handful of other people who I might have casually been chatting to. But I would go, look, I, I think I've met someone and I really want to see how this goes. So it's been really great talking to you. Good luck on your journey, but I, I won't be making any further contact. And I just thought that was a, a good practice to have um, rather than have a kind of all these creepy creepers that are maybe hanging around waiting for stuff to not work out. Um, yeah, I, I just, I like that kind of etiquette around it so have you kept in contact with any of them like have you, were you facebook friends with any of them um, is there anyone that was sort of in the in the wings that was actually a lovely person but not the right person for you that you have maintained contact with it's really funny yeah there's a, a guy called maddie um who i had gone on a couple of dates with hilarious guy like really funny he's got his own youtube channel and really love the guy he's got a, a beautiful i want to say fiance and they they live not too far away from us because we've run into each other at um the shops a couple of times Aww. um but he's just a, a really nice guy and the timing was just terrible um but such a, a beautiful personality that it was never creepy or weird or anything like that we could just continue 
you know, as, as life was. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's actually, there's a couple where it's, they're just such good, decent human beings that everyone's fully respectful and it's not, it's not creepy. Not like, oh, you know, if your husband drops off the perch, then I'm, I'm waiting. I'm good to go. <laughs> there's the none of that. None of that. But yeah. So RSVP doesn't exist anymore or does it exist? I think it exists still. Okay. But, uh, Tinder has taken over. I believe that Tinder has, yeah, really taken over. Okay. Which I, I don't really know because I've been taken now for such a long time. I'm like, I, do, is it swipe? <laughs> is it swipe right or left? I don't oh, know I don't what know. The, what way you swipe. I don't know. And I, yeah. I know the basics of it, but not not really in any meaningful way. So that's the modern world. Where mm. do you stand on arranged marriages in different cultures? I get it. Yeah. I, it's logical, isn't it? <laughs> and I use the example. So online dating is a lot like eBay. So you, you find the grossest, most banged up, messed up fucking shit that you've got and you try and talk it up like it's something really special. Mm-hmm. That's what online dating is. You know, like it's... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you've, you've had a series of failed relationships and you're still, you know, trying to be optimistic and shiny, but ultimately end up a little bit like a stray dog in the dog pound where people come walking past and you don't even get up anymore. You don't, you don't get excited about someone sending mm. you a message. So it's, it's a journey. It really is a journey. Um, and there are some very genuine, funny people um, who I, I wish so much success and, and love and, and everything to on their online dating journey. And other people are just sacks of shit that need to get a life and stop trying to be a scammy scammer or, you know, have multiple women on the, or men, whatever you, you inclination is on the hop at one time like don't don't pretend like you're up for a relationship if you're totally not up for a relationship because you just you know you're just pissing everyone off so if arranged marriages happened in australia would your parents have set you up with someone that you that would have been right for you or would they have had no concept in what was right for you oh my god no i my mum can't even pick like a pair of shoes and I'm like, yes, I like those shoes. Like we, we are so, <laughs> so polar. I, I probably give my dad a little bit more hope as far as maybe, but but he's very traditional as well. So I, I feel like, and, and I even think back to the boyfriends I had as a teenager and the ones they liked and I'm like, no, thank you. Like, mm. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I... I think that arranged marriages are very efficient. I, you know, I tip my hat to them because I have married for love repeatedly um, and, you know, mixed well, results, mixed yeah. results. No, no, you're, you're 50-50, you're there. You can't, you can't get much better than that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that there's, there is a lot to be said for it. Um and, and even the concept of like a matchmaker, like a professional matchmaker, instead of putting it in the hands of y- yourself and, RSVP or Match.com or that kind of thing. The idea of having a professional matchmaker that will find somebody for you based on kind of that subconscious stuff that maybe you don't know that you like. I think that's really interesting as well. Do they still exist? I believe they do. There used to be a show on um, Foxtel, which was like the millionaire matchmaker. Okay. Um, And I think, yeah. (laughs) Can we discuss television for a minute? Yeah. Farmer Wants a Wife, <laughs> Love Island, uh, there's a heap of shows. Maths, you can't forget Married at First Married Sight. Married at First Sight. <sighs> what was the one that Toronto Tim won? Um, oh, The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Yeah. The Bachelorette. Yes. Uh, 
why? <laughs> why is my first question and why would you put yourself on a show like that? Yeah. And I think that's – even that, the whole idea of a dating show has kind of evolved because remember Perfect Match and it used to be like Dexter and the – was it Dexter? It was a little computer yeah, yeah, yeah. thing that was – And I, I kind of liked that idea where it was, you know, you didn't – you asked questions to, to get insight into the person and then you went away and you got to know them and all these things, whatever. I feel like relationships and love have kind of been weaponized with current dating shows. There's a dating show where they're naked? Yeah, yeah, dating naked. And it, and and the screen lifts up? Ah, <laughs> uh, I just beyond me why people would put themselves through that. Yeah. And even maths like, you know, they've been really controversial I over many years. Oh, it's it's my guilty pleasure because it's so trash bag, but I drew a line in the sand after the what was it Melissa and the guy that psycho dude from Melbourne who um from Canberra who was on the radio. Uh, you've um, nah, you've lost me. Anyway, you know, television shit. It was just it was so cruel and you were watching this woman be gaslit and like really emotionally fucked up and they were okay with that. Like it was all being manufactured and just it was it's it was all sick. For, for ratings. It was sick to watch. Because ratings sell advertising, yep. which is how television makes money. But can I just call out from Married at First Sight? Not that long ago, I went to my local, which isn't a, a really big, cool shopping centre. It's a pretty dinky little shopping centre. And I ran into Lizzie from Married at First Sight. And she is genuinely the sweetest, most beautiful human being. Um, yeah. And I just, well, <laughs> I think that sometimes you, you sort of see these people on telly and you're like, oh, they're so, so glamorous. Or she's got a certain persona. She is the sweetest human being. So I love the shit out of Lizzie. So that's that's my call. I, I don't think anyone is correctly portrayed on television that's why i think it's shit but speed dating did you ever do speed dating uh maybe once maybe once do you think you can find someone in five minutes it's funny because only recently as part of my human design journey that i've i've been on which i'm obsessed with there's this little part of my my being that um, is kind of about making quick decisions or, or closed. And so I know what I like and know what I don't like. And so with that new information to hand, I kind of go, yeah, I think I, I think it can work. If you know who you are and know what you're looking for, then yes. But if you're just trying to do that scattergun approach to, I don't know what I want. I don't know who I am. I just want, you know, marriage and babies then I don't think you're going to be super successful. And I think that probably goes for the whole dating journey is Mm. get yourself sorted. Mm. Make sure that you're okay with who you are because all you're going to do is really mindfuck someone else. If, if you're not sure whether or not you still may be in love with someone or if you are going through an identity crisis or, you know, any of those things, just take care of yourself and get yourself sorted first and you will have, I was going to say, I was going to say a far better, uh, no, dating, online dating's pretty dodge. Um, so I feel, like, I feel like at least then you'll be able to correctly portray yourself and, and represent yourself in those conversations that you're having. Well, there's a school of thought that says you form an opinion within seven seconds. Yeah. So uh, speed dating for five minutes is obviously uh, four minutes way too long. Just to be sure. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever have you ever done speed dating 
any of those kind of things. God, no. Yeah, you, yeah. That's you, you're very old school in in terms of that stuff. We we don't want to be discussing this. <laughs> So what are we discussing next week? Are we are we wrapping up the whole dating game? I I I would love to hear about other people's dating stories. Like I would really love to hear how you met your significant other, what your best date ever has been, what your nightmare first date has ever been. Like seriously lay it on us. It is such a safe space and I can't tell you how much I need to hear <laughs> some amazing stories that about that time how- I went to <laughs> Top Gun, my first hot date with, we won't say his last name, Greg. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I need that I need that little bit of love because I, I love love and I'm so optimistic with relationships and love. So I'm like, sprinkle some of that on us at our socials. So we're at Delusions of Grandeur podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Share some pictures. Share some really cute shit that you guys have done. Yeah, um, share some cute pictures. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I won't be sharing pictures. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, but but next week we are actually talking about birth order and whether or not that changes you as, as a human being, which I, I'm fascinated with this as a topic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's really telling. Okay, you're a second child. I am. I'm, I'm the second born. I'm a second child. <laughs> We're the best. Anarchy! <laughs> what else have we got to discuss? That's right. It might be a really short episode. It might be. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you lot then. And um, if you've enjoyed today, go and have a look at the rest of our stuff. I say look, I really mean listen. But, uh, you know, you can look. There's pictures on Insta. Yeah, stalkers. But there's no pictures on OnlyFans. Not yet, but hey, who knows? Never say never. (laughs) Bye. Bye.